The college experience should be tailored towards students' best interests. But is that the case for current undergraduates? The ongoing pandemic has exaggerated already common issues among college students, including housing. Housing is always a touchy subject in college, whether it's from roommate horror stories to awkward conversations with best friends about forming a housing group in junior year. At any U.S. college, housing tends to be extremely stressful. But why? In this episode, we hear what the housing process has been like for freshmen and sophomores and shed light on this year's overcrowding problem. When you first move in, you might expect an awkward conversation between your roommate and your parents, or a passive-aggressive fight for which side of the room you get. You might not expect to be greeted by a hotel concierge, walk onto a fancy elevator, and drag your three suitcases into a tourist-furnished hotel room. Except, that was the case for freshman Chris Bam, as well as 100 other first years. So, can you tell me your full name? Uh, my name is Christopher Bam. I use the He series, and yeah. Okay, and what grade are you in? I am a freshman this year. And you're living in which dorm? I'm living at the Hyatt, actually. Okay, wonderful. Well, that get us right started. So my first question is actually, what was your initial reaction to finding out that you wouldn't be living on campus? Um, I think my first reaction was of a bit of disappointment. I was looking forward to experiencing, you know, college life, college dorm life, and just hearing that I wouldn't be able to do that as well um, was a bit disappointing. Um, but as I read the you know, benefits that they're going to give us and such, I think, I guess I felt less bad. Okay. And can you tell me a little bit about how they let you know? Like, was it an email? And, and what, what did they kind of say in it? The first email was just an email telling me my room number. And then it just said, Hyatt, whatever, 304. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, they sent out another email to all the Hyatt people um, telling us that, oh, not to worry. You'll have so-and-so benefits and... You know, next next year you'll get priority picking. Got it. And so um, that was your reaction. Now, how did your parents feel when you told them? They were also a bit dis, uh, you know, disappointed for me. But as soon as they started reading all the benefits that they were providing, they're they're gonna give us. They were like, "Oh, you're so lucky. You know, you're always the lucky child, and pretty sure you'll be happy there." Mm-hmm. And so I've heard a little bit about this Hyatt friends versus the main campus friend dynamics. So can you tell me a little bit about this Hyatt Friends um, versus Main Campus? Uh, since we all have to take the shuttle together, I got to meet lots of new people, and I have a Hyatt group of friends um, that we usually hang out, usually at nighttime. But then once we get on campus, we also have you know just the on-campus friends, which sounds quite interesting, mm-hmm. um, but also fun because I kind of brought together both my Hyatt friends and my ca- on-campus friends, and now we all just hang out as one big group. So that's nice. Cool. And do you feel like there is a sort of different level of uh, intimacy between these friend groups? For you, uh, if you can speak to it, but also for other people, if you've kind of heard from them? Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess on campus, um, the people who are on the same dorm have their own sort of connection as they usually uh, spend time at night, you know, together hanging out. And I kind of have the same connection with the Hyatt people and not so much as with on-campus people because we're not usually there doing those late night events where you usually have closer bonding time with them. And so now for a little bit more of a fun question, what are some classic only Hyatt struggles that your main campus friends don't get? Oh, for sure. The shuttle has to be the most annoying thing for us. The first month was the worst. We could say that 
we had to wait about half an hour to 40 minutes for the shuttle to arrive. The shuttle would go to Campus Center, Davis Square, Campus Center, and then instead of going to the Hyatt, it'd go back to Davis again. Um, but now, since we have our own line, it's a lot better. Okay, so let's go back to a little bit about the benefits um, that they spoke to you about. And now that you've experienced some of them, can you tell me uh, about those benefits and kind of the experience um, of living through them? I know there's something about the lift credits, if you could speak to that as well. Uh, the, they give us lift credits in case we're stuck on campus or Davis Square past the shuttle hours. So basically we have unlimited lift credits, but they're limited to only Davis Square, campus, and Hyatt. Besides that, there's also, uh, we get free laundry service, which is provided by Tide, actually. And they take they pick up our laundry every Tuesdays and Thursdays and return them every Tuesday, Thursday, depending on when you drop it off. And of course, since we're at a hotel room, we have our own TVs or private uh, bathrooms that we share with our roommates, or if you don't have a roommate, which is you just get it for yourself. Sweet. And so can you tell me a little bit about your experience in your room? Like, are you in a single? Um, and can you tell me a little bit about the experience of those living alone in, in terms of decorating their rooms, um, as opposed to your friends on campus who get to decorate their rooms? Is, is there any requirements, restrictions um, with the hotel rules? Yeah, actually, I don't think we're allowed to hang up stuff. I have a few friends who, you know, just have some lights up, just, you know, easily removable. Um, but I'm in a double. I think it's a bit different from on campus because the doubles on campus, some of them that I've seen, especially at like Miller, Houston, they're a bit bigger. So you have, you know, room to, to have other people over. And the Hyatt rooms are big, but you have to fit in all the desks, all the closets and wardrobes because they didn't have that built in. And also, I, I know a couple of uh, high people who have singles. The few people that I've met tend to be a bit more introverted. You know, they don't have the roommate intimacy, but then that's the same thing on campus as well. Okay. And um, can you speak to me a little bit about the overall feel of living in the Hyatt? Is it a community feel? Do you feel like it's become sort of a dorm or maybe... Um, it's close in a way that, you know, Miller or Houston can't be? It's grown a bit better now. Added a few extra games and toys in the common room, which is basically just the meeting room of the hotel. They added a ping pong table. They had some karaoke speaker set up. But it was it was very awkward in the beginning because in the beginning they just had, it was just a standard hotel meeting room. And all they did was put up a whole bunch of stock images with Tufts, you know, Tufts stock images, posters around each floor. Okay, so back to uh, a little bit more of a structured sense. Um, how do you think Tufts handled the over-enrollment issue with your class? And, and what do you think Tufts could have done to improve the situation? I think Tufts opted for a bit of an easier way out because a you know, hotel, you know, they already have all the basics, you know, beds, um, bathrooms and such in a sense that they didn't have to actually build a build, you know, build new dorms. But I think that the team that was in charge of it, they did a good job. They were trying to be very vocal and communicative with us. They even came by one night to listen to our problems after a month in or so, and they were just, you know, writing things down. But then as, you know, I was talking with my friends about it, it seemed like it was a bit too optimistic because they were talking about, oh, we will change, we'll be able to change this, help with this and that. Um, but it took a really long time for them to be able to do that. After our meeting, another email was shipped out with a whole list of things that they were good working on to change, you know, working to change. And, you know, just encouraged that um, they're actually listening to us. 
And then so looking forward, how do, how do you feel about Tufts housing? I've been in Latin Way a couple of times because uh, of friends and certain events and such. And I really enjoyed the field there. You know, just you have you get your group of friends, you have your own common space, you have your own kitchen. And I think, you know, I'm looking forward to hopefully having one of those um, with my friends. The only issue is the issue of friends between the Hyatt friends and on-campus friends, how that's going to work, mixing or not. It'll be a mess later on, but mm -hmm. we can worry about that later. Okay. Is capacity a concern for you going forward, knowing how, how this year has, has panned out with, with Tufts' handling the situation? Yeah, it certainly is, because if we didn't have enough dorms to fit our year, it'll just keep that lump, we'll just keep moving on through each year, and I'm pretty sure it'll be quite a mess junior senior year if we try to look for off-campus housing because so many more people will be doing the same thing do you have any last comments hotel wi-fi is not the best especially compared to on-campus wi-fi that they um, provide here uh, when we first arrived the hotel they only had the hotel wi-fi and i don't know if you know about speeds but we got max five megabytes per second download which is really slow and especially with some classes being um, hybrid and some people, you know, being online for classes, it was really hard to have, you know, maintain a stable connection or even do homework at the Hyatt. So for the first month or two, um, I found myself staying on campus till 10, 11 o'clock until like I'd literally get the last shuttle just because I wouldn't, I knew I wouldn't be able to get work done back at the Hyatt. But after we went and talked to Res Life, um, they had another Tufts University Wi-Fi implemented, which was which is a bit better. We get speeds of about 20 megabytes per second, which is decent. And but the only issue is, you know, I think that Wi-Fi is a bit. It was made for you know home uses. So when there's a hundred kids, hundred Tufts students, they all get back at about 10, 11 p.m. And I can just I, if I'm if I stay there early, if I get there early and I start using it early, I could just tell when the wife, when everyone gets back because e the Wi-Fi just gets so slow. I can imagine how much of a struggle that is, especially in this you know, hybrid world. Um, and then I, I do actually want to go back because I want to touch on kind of what is the dynamic like between the students and the Hyatt guests? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, many times, many mornings, you know, we walk down, we... Uh, take the elevator down to get breakfast because that's one of the free complimentary things they give us. And many times, you know, there's a whole, always a whole bunch of hotel guests there. And actually, one of my experiences with that is I was walking into the elevator, I think it was in the morning after breakfast, and then this other young adult, maybe my age, um, student was, uh, person was walking in, and then with um, their parents as well. And then they were just confused. They were, uh, the person asked um, their their mother, like, oh, why are there so many Tufts posters here? Why are there so many Tufts signs here? Like, what is Tufts doing here? Yeah, it was, I think it was quite a shock to most guests there, especially seeing all the Tufts signs and such. And, and so how does the layout of the hotel uh, work? Could you tell me which floor students are on and, and how much of the rest of the hotel is filled by guests? Yeah, so they allotted three floors to us, so we take the second, third, fourth floor, and then I believe the hotel has all the way up to the seventh or eighth floor. The ratio of guests to uh, guest rooms to um, tough student rooms is a lot higher, so they have a lot more rooms for guests. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, so do you guys have a pool? There is the Hyatt pool, but it's like an indoor heated pool. Did, do students often use that pool? Not that I know of, but they did have a pool party event during the first month or so. But when I got there, it was around 10 o'clock. There were maybe two people in the pool. And so, and so lastly, I just want to ask, has this experience felt like college? That's a good question. I think it feels like college in the sense that I'm with my friends all the time, you know, living with friends. But it still feels like high school in the sense that I have to commute to school every day. And as my friends say, it's our bonding time together as, we, you know, everyone just sits, everyone's in it together and we just talk and chill and hang out. I think that's everything. Um, well, I just wanted to talk about the food issue because <laughs> I also know another friend um, who has issues with that. We don't have food options at the Hyatt throughout the day besides the breakfast, um, meaning especially on weekends, if people want to stay in and study or rest up, can't really do that because you have to either come onto campus for food or you starve or you order food yourself. Um, which can get quite costly. I remember talking to Res Life about it, and they said something about giving us like Uber Eats credits, something similar to like Lyft credits. But then when I recently um, got into contact with them again concerning that, because I heard it, this from my friend, you know, I was like, they said, oh, the shuttle's there for a reason. It takes like, you know, it, sh it should be running every 20 minutes, and you should be able to, you know, just go on campus, pick up your food and come back. But then, of course, it's the issue of it takes an hour commute to go over to come back. And, you know, it's just a waste of time for us, really. Yeah, I, I can imagine it's uh, it's important for students to get food, uh, especially when staying in. Um, so, so thank you so much uh, for coming and for sharing. Thanks for having me. Another group facing the ongoing housing saga is the sophomore class. With many students choosing to live off campus next year, the ongoing search for housing can be frustrating, to say the least. Choosing to live with people a year in advance that you've barely even known for the past year? Stressful. Finding a great property online to have it snatched off the market by another group? Heartbreaking. Sophomore Olivia Tan shares her experience. Can you explain what the off-campus house hunting process was like for you? So what did you do, and did you know that houses go fast? Um, honestly, I found it pretty stressful. This was only a few weeks after I just moved into like my sophomore house. And then I already started hearing from people I knew that they were signing leases. And so I definitely felt very rushed in the process, and it started feeling like houses were getting filled up, and I wasn't going to have a chance to really get a house for next year, um, even though that, like, in reality, that's not true. Yeah, did you find it hard to commit? Or, like, like did you know which house was right for you? Or, like, was there a process in figuring that out? Um, so we toured, like, my sweetmates and I, we toured quite a few houses. Um, there were some that we liked, and we thought that they would go quickly, so we definitely felt rushed. But we, like, stopped and we took the time to just think about it, and we knew that Maybe not. Maybe if we couldn't get a house in, say, October, then we could get one in the spring. We went through a broker um, to get our house, and that was actually an even more stressful process because you had to take into account, like, the broker fee 
And this broker in particular, um, he was very, he put a lot of pressure on us in terms of time. He was like, if you guys don't get this now, then you're going to lose the house. And so it made us feel very stressed out because we had only toured, the, for us, we only toured the house like a day before. And then the next day he was already like, you need to like get on this, otherwise you're going to lose the house. Um, so that was definitely something really stressful. And he expected us to give the first like down payment by like the next day. And then to pay the broker fee and the first month's rent with the last month's rent um, and the security deposit within a week. And that's a lot of money. And that was something that we as undergrads do not like do are not able to produce so quickly. So it was very stressful for us to have to like ask our parents for such a large amount of money in such a short amount of time. Could you explain the process of forming a housing group? Like was it was it stressful? Was it quick? Was it like very intuitive? Um I found the found the process of finding housemates more stressful last year. Like as a freshman than I found it this year because last year I didn't really know anyone. I came in second semester. And we already had to form housing groups like a few months, few months into the semester after just meeting people. But uh, this year, I have sweet mates already, and we already had a good idea of who we were compatible living with. So I didn't really find that. Even with like year. COVID, let's say, like as a sophomore, we didn't really have like a real open semester, and then like we're already thrusted into finding like junior housing, which will potentially be senior housing. Did you did you not feel any of that due to COVID? I think it's because when we were searching for the house, it would it was already a few weeks into living together, so we already had a good idea of like our living habits and how compatible we were. So mm. no, not for me. Um, so forming housing groups was also a process that um, I found a bit stressful because we've. Like for me, I had only been living with my sweet mates for maybe a few weeks. And although I thought that we were really compatible and I'm very happy to live with them next year, I haven't really had the chance to meet other people who maybe I might be more compatible with. Like I feel like friend groups change every year. And especially for me, as I came in to freshman year for the second semester, like these are the people who I'd like rushed kind of getting into a house uh, into a suite with and I feel like because friend groups change every year it's kind of like you're making a really big commitment in deciding to live with these people your junior year even though you'd only known each other for maybe a few months. Were there friends that you didn't want to live with? Yeah. yeah. How, was, sure. <laughs> how was the process of like creating that barrier or did, did you did you tell them like were you straightforward or was it just kind of like the friendship just like tapered off um I think it was being more straightforward being like oh sorry we already have like a group and mm. we don't have any available spots open did you know the process before you began searching like were there any upperclassmen that you could get information or like did you know like how to find the houses like Zillow or etc um, initially, when I heard that people were starting to sign leases, I started freaking out because I like knew nothing about this, right. and it was kind of just getting like thrown into the deep end in that mm -hmm. sense. In terms of looking for a house, we didn't know like what facilities 
we didn't I like for me when I was looking for the house I didn't really know much about you know what should be included in the rent what shouldn't be um, what type of facilities we should be looking for and what features that we should be looking out for as red flags so that was also something that I was kind of thrown into the deep end I had um, some of the friends I plan on living with they had some upperclassmen friends that they talked Mm -hmm. to and then I started asking my upperclassmen friends and actually got a lot of advice. Uh, it was actually really helpful because a lot of them were willing to share like their landlord's numbers and yeah. um, give different contacts. So I definitely, even though it was a bit um, stressful at first and yeah. overwhelming, like I did have that support. Do you feel like the housing process is mainly run like by by getting information through upperclassmen as like sophomores looking for junior housing. Yeah, I think it is mostly just hearing from upperclassmen. In terms of the lease, as undergraduates and we're only sophomores, we've like basically just like moved out of our homes. Like we don't have a lot of experience with what should be included in a lease, what we should be looking for and whether there is any like red flags in one. And so that was definitely something that we felt not prepared for at all. Um, we had our parents and our older siblings like look at the lease for us, and there were some parts that we wanted to negotiate, but um, at least for us, the first landlord that we encountered was not willing to negotiate, and I feel that as college students, that's something that we don't have enough, I guess, education or prepared preparation for, in that we don't know whether we're being scammed or not, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. there are resources online, but I didn't find it that helpful. Right, yeah. And I know that Tufts was holding some kind of seminar or presentation on off-campus housing for next year, but that was already, like, a month or a few weeks past, like, the process for me. Right, because most people start signing leases, like, in October. Yeah. Right. Mm. So um, do you plan to study abroad in junior year? No. N- nothing. At I mean, all. I'm technically already studying abroad. Right, right. Um, <laughs> um, are you gonna? So you're not gonna sublet your room? No. Are any of your other suite mates gonna sublet? Um, they might. Right. Yeah. Is that like an avenue that's also st- like another process that's stressing you out, or? Um, I guess it would depend on who ends up subletting the room. I think yeah. like who we end up living with could be a concern, right. but I think I would trust my friends. This episode was written, hosted, and produced by Gayatri Kaura, Hannah Bregman, Julio Dominguez, and Jaden Shamesh. This podcast is directed by Caitlin Duffy and Sahasini Bhardwaj Mehra. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening.